0: Just when you got used to Millennials, along comes Gen Z, and these younger professionals are now entering the workforce and making their own purchase decisions, and they bring into those interactions a very different set of experiences and a different set of values. How will this affect you as an employer or a business marketing to this community? Well, you'll need to listen to today's episode. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeck, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Well, today we're going to be talking about Gen Z. I know, you're finally getting used to millennials, but guess what, guys? There's another generation coming in right behind them. And my guest, David Vogelful, has just completed a ton of research on Gen Z, and we're going to talk about that today. David is the VP for WP Engine. It is an amazing hosting platform for WordPress websites. We are fans. And we are so excited to have David here today. Hello, David. Hey, Lorraine.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. David, I was so intrigued when you sent me the report on Gen Z. And I want to talk about what makes this next group different and particularly with respect to their attitudes on digital and digital shopping and digital interactions?
1: Sure. I think, and uh, just to kind of level set, so we commissioned a study with a group that basically helped us to survey people from all around the world from different generations and really trying to focus on how they experience and interact with digital. And As we think of Gen Z, which is the next kind of generation coming into the workforce, the next generation of purchasers, their experience is unique to them. The technology they grew up with is different than millennials and different than Gen X. Technically, I'm right on the line, believe it or not, with 1976, <laughs> Gen, Gen Z or Gen X and millennials. But Gen Z, the fundamental way to think about it is they've always grown up with mobile internet. They've always grown up with smartphones and iPads. And so their experience with technology is much more ingrained in them. My, my generation, Gen X, kind of took the transition between analog and digital mm-hmm. right phones and pagers and things like that, and then eventually got ubiquitous broadband at our house and things like that, where Gen Z, from the moment they're born to today, have had access to this kind of higher level of technology, more access to information. So that's fundamentally how I think of them differently.
0: And so Gen Z, they're high school and college age now? Is that kind of the the break with them?
1: Correct. They're just now getting into the workforce. So a lot of the seniors that graduated this past you know, right before this past summer are now Gen Z, they're now entering the workforce. So chances are, if you're an employer, you are already employing Gen Z people. And then if you're a business um, targeting, you know, young people, then you're certainly focusing on Gen Z, but they're not all a school age. Some of them are actually out of college and now in the workforce.
0: And so the things they're going to need to buy are going to be shifting and businesses that could avoid worrying about them five and 10 years ago really can't. This generation is obviously a lot more comfortable with technology. I've seen you know, three-year-old children pick up iPhones and open apps and find the games that they want to play. So to them, it's not scary. But how do they view the technology? How do they kind of look at both the pros and cons of that technology?
1: Well, I think it's interesting. We, uh, the survey consisted of a bunch of questions, and then we analyzed the responses to look, you know, what did the data tell us about each generation? Um, one interesting point is that most of the respondents in the Gen Z group said that they couldn't go more than five hours without internet access. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit, but really to just illustrate that you know digital is part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's connecting through many mediums, through their phone, through their laptop, but also in the way they interact with digital experiences is, is kind of unique. For example, a large chunk of them are okay with personal data Being used for personalizing a website. Matter of fact, most of them expect a website to be personalized for them. So I think, you know, as we look at the broader digital ecosystem and the concerns people have over data collection and how that data is used, I think those are all still prevalent. You still see those concerns in Gen Z around this notion of trust. But fundamentally, again, they're, they're the digital natives. They've grown up with it. They expect it. As long as it delivers a benefit, as long as there's disclosure and trust, they're okay with it. And so I think we all need to act responsibly in how we collect and use data. But I think there's also the kind of benefits of data. And I think for a lot of Gen Z, at least what we saw in the study, is that they expect those benefits to be available to them when they're interacting with a brand via a website or an app or whatever it is they're touching through the digital presence.
0: So. One of the things that I immediately jump to as a marketer, as I hear you talk about that, is this idea that this generation will trade their information, maybe even more willingly than maybe older business owners. I will give you my email address. I'll tell you a little bit about my business if, in return, the information that you give me isn't your generic financial planning data, but it is financial planning data for someone my age and my income level or... It is business tips for someone who is in the industry that I'm in. So on the one hand, we can collect more data, but we have to be willing to customize our responses to honor that trust that they're giving us with the data.
1: Absolutely. And if you looked at, for example, if you paid attention to what went on with Cambridge Analytica and all (laughs) the kind of fervor that went behind that, what came out of that was this notion of your data being a bit like a digital currency, meaning that it is actually the most valuable commodity on earth. It's more valuable than oil in that way. And so if you think of that then as the data that people provide you is valuable, not just to you, but also to them, well, then that value they give you must come with an exchange of value, meaning that if I'm going to tell you my gender or my age, then you need to use that information to deliver value to me and how I interact with your website. Mm -hmm. And if you're not if you're not giving that value back, or at least in a way that they can see and realize and appreciate, um, and of course if you're not being honest with how and why you're using how and, wh- how and why you're using the data, then there's not going to be that trust there. And one thing we did see in the study, both through the numbers and anecdotally, was that trust played a huge role in how. Gen Z makes their purchase decision.
0: Wow. Those should be rules to live by for every business. But this new generation of consumers, I think, is going to hold us accountable to a much higher standard of respecting their privacy and and treating their data with the respect it deserves.
1: I totally agree. And I think as long as you're delivering that value back, then Gen Z, from what we saw at least through the study- seems to be more open to that. So I, I wouldn't, we, we, it's interesting. We had panels at, at WP Engine. We have company conferences called WP Engine Summits. And during a few of those, we actually brought Gen Z people up to the stage and asked them questions directly. <laughs> and out of those people, out of the panels I was able to, to you know, participate in and watch, I, I didn't see any tinfoil hats in that crowd. It wasn't <laughs> like, uh, you know, a lot of us, you know, that maybe have grown up not being used to our data being in so many places and used in so many ways um, might, might throw that tinfoil hat on and oh my goodness, what am I doing? I didn't, I didn't feel that from Gen Z, but certainly, and in more than just context of data, also in terms of the brand's identity and their messaging, it, authenticity and trust was huge. And I think that does span generations. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, what I saw out of the Gen Z data and panelists were that they, they kind of expected it in a sense but there was still this notion of trust and authenticity that had to go along with it.
0: Cool. So what else does Gen Z think about trends in digital technology? Are there other things that are on the horizon that they're comfortable with and ready to embrace that maybe preceding generations are still toe in the water with?
1: Uh, one interesting thing that came out of the study and also that kind of anecdotal responses from folks was this notion of voice. And we often think of voice interfaces. So Alexa and things like that as the next wave of what's going to happen in digital. And it was so interesting to hear them that actually they didn't spend a lot of time with voice-based interfaces. And you would expect this to be, you know, as kind of the next evolution of you know, the way people interact with brands digitally, that they would kind of be all on board for that. And it seems like that's actually more of a trend in older folks who, you know, might need access to voice for accessibility reasons and other things like that. But it felt like for me, I was expecting them to be more on board with it, but it seemed like they were kind of waiting around for maybe more elegant solutions, which weren't as kind of awkward for them to interface with.
0: In a way, that doesn't surprise me at all, because The reason I like the voice and I I dictate a lot of my emails is I'm not that fast typing on my phone. But Gen Z, that's muscle memory. They have grown up doing that. So they get to that keyboard and they're just flying. And so to them, talking does not speed it up. And the voice recognition is not yet at a level of quality, I think, that they'll accept. I mean, you know i go back and i read some of the things that i said and i'm like oh my god did i not proof that before i hit send because siri and alexa don't really understand me as well as i'd like them to
1: yeah and i think that's you know as those technologies evolve of course they'll get better at that i think the other thing to factor in you know is speed right speed and that this was we saw this all throughout the study was that you know they didn't like waiting for web pages to load it had to load right then they had short generally okay. shorter t- attention spans than older generations and of course that's pretty intuitive i think but it was it was this notion of quickness i think the other thing that probably factors in this is more my observation than than things we saw in the data is you know as you interact with voice interfaces, of course, everyone around Mm -hmm. you can hear what you're saying and hear what the voice uh, AI thingy is also saying back to you. And so I think this notion of privacy also plays in, meaning that I don't really want people to hear probably, I don't know, 60% of the things I type (laughs) into Google, like, why do I eat so many cards? I don't really want to say that out loud in a lot of environments, and especially for younger people that might be Mm -hmm. in mixed company amongst parents. Uh, you know, if they're going to school, educators and things like that. Um, voice actually isn't a very private way to communicate.
0: David, I I am just amazed at how much we covered in such a short period of time. Thank you so much for being a part of the show.
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me, Larry.
0: We will include a link to the study from the show notes. People can go to wpengine.com/gen-z-us. And that'll be in the show notes, so they'll be able to find that report. Thank you again. Thank you, Lorraine. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about marketing and technology tips for small business owners, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, listen to another one or share this one with a friend. We'll see you back here soon.